Hello, and welcome to Thrive, a podcast that gives you strategies and inspiration to help you live your best life. Learn from us, two cancer survivors, as we show you how we don't just survive, but thrive. Hi, I'm Dara Kurtz, author, speaker, and creator of crazyperfectlife.com. I help people learn how to bring more joy into their lives, find meaning each day, and connect with the people they love. Hi, I'm Garth Callahan. I am a seven-ton cancer thriver, but more importantly, I am also the original napkin notes dad. I've been writing notes to my daughter, Emma, and sticking them into her lunch ever since kindergarten. Everybody is stuck at home. I don't know about your family, Dara, but we have like no outlet for entertainment, right? We're not going out to eat. We don't even really go out to like parks or anything like that. You know, I take Charlie out for a walk every morning, but the amount of time that we have to de-stress is, you know, it's higher, but we have fewer outlets to de-stress. Let's just say it another way. Every day feels the same. <laughs> it does. It does. It's it's incredibly repetitive. There's not a lot of excitement or newness. Um, admittedly, I've resorted a little bit to some retail therapy. Um, words I never thought that I would hear out of your mouth. Like, I know. Garth Callahan and retail therapy don't really go together. So... Uh, admittedly, my retail therapy is very targeted. I'm I'm expanding my pen collection once again, but even so, there's just there's just not a lot to do. And so, um, Dara and I were talking the other day, and we thought, you know what, we are going to completely bore everybody. No, we're with, not. <laughs> with, we're not going to bore anyone. Look, this is what we're doing, and y'all should be thanking us. We're breaking it <laughs> down for you. We're coming out. We're we're sharing with you our favorite. Netflix shows because yes. let's be honest, there's nothing yes. else to do right now. There is nothing else to fun, do. But watch it, Netflix after I, you have talked to your family for the length of time that you want to be talking to your I know. You know, I, I have a friend and they they just told me that their whole family gets together for a Zoom call on Sunday afternoon and it went three hours. Oh my god. Gosh. Can you believe that? And oh. like, the wife of the couple walked away. She's like, okay, dude, you've got to cut this off. Is it his, Was it his family, not her family? It was his family, okay. and he yeah. was also the administrator of the call. So if he hung up, it would get, yeah. everybody okay. would have hung up. That's a level of commitment I'm just not willing to make. Right. I don't even want to watch a TV show for that long. So this is a fun one. We're going to talk about... All the net, our favorite Netflix shows, like yeah, out of well, all the Netflix shows in the world that we've both probably binged. I think I probably have binged more than you. I think it's just it's kind of a personality thing, and I'm willing to say that I've probably, you know, have done that. But we've done all the work for you. We're going to give you some great shows. Yes, and as a bonus, ooh, I like bonuses. As a bonus, we are going to give away one oh. month of Netflix. To a random listener. So if you don't have Netflix, we will yes. send you a Netflix card. Every single what? person that listens to this podcast has Netflix. I doubt that. I would be okay. willing. I'm going to bet real we're money. Gonna see. We're going to see. Well, also, I did. One of my shows is not on Netflix. So maybe they will need a Disney Plus. Um, so who wants to go first? Well, here's the thing, Garth. Why don't we go you, me, you, me, blah, blah, blah. But look, as 
our devoted listeners who never miss an episode of the podcast and who regularly check back, they know that our TV shows are going to be very different, just like our personalities. So I am actually really looking forward to hearing about your shows. So start. And by the way, I'm ranking mine. So like out of my three favorites, I'm saving my number one favorite show for the one that I tell you last. So I think you should do that too. Oh, okay. I will do that. All right. So so, so I'm going to go first, The West Wing. I love The West Wing. See, and and here's the great (laughs) thing about The West Wing. So it is an old school TV show in that each season is like 22, 23, 24 episodes. And there are seven seasons. Right. So you're not like falling in love with a show that after eight episodes, they're like, it goes away. Right. Yes. And so you can, it is truly binge worthy. Yes. It's a smart show. The cast is phenomenal. And to be honest, I have to tell you, I have watched this show probably, um, I watched it once when it came out on TV, right? Over the seven years. And since it started streaming, I've probably watched the whole season three more times. Oh, wow. That's impressive. And on top of that, from time to time, when Emma comes to me with a problem, I'll say, oh, there's a clip from the West Wing that you should watch. Here's your answer. Are you serious? I love I'm that. Totally serious. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that show because when Zoe came home from college and, you know, we had a we had a lot of time on our hands at night, we really worked hard to find shows that our family would all enjoy watching together. And the West Wing was one of them. So we've been watching the West Wing with Zoe right now to introduce her to it. So I love that. And we, and we did the same thing with Emma. So Emma nice. Emma knew about it. She was watching it on and off at, at college. When she came back, we finished out the whole show. And one of the reasons was that I had heard a rumor that it might be leaving Netflix. So I wanted to get it taken care of really quickly. Um, as it turns out, it's still there. So um, I love the fact, I think this is basically an interesting thing. You and I are very different personalities, yet we both really like this show. My husband really likes the show, my daughter. So if you're listening and you haven't watched it, I think we have a good fit for most people. It is. And, you know, it's not, it's, it's so well-written. It's, yes, and here's the, the writing thing. is brilliant. It's not about politics. It's right. not about Washington, D.C. It's about the characters. Yeah, and it's about relationships and right. um, the interactions. It's, Good, and, good and, job, Garth. Thank you. And again, you know, here's the thing. This is going to carry you through the coronavirus quarantine. <laughs> yeah, right? That's a good one. Oh, I love it. All right. My number three. Ready? I'm ready. The, the Crown. Oh. Have you watched it? I haven't, but I know Lisa has. Oh, my gosh. The Crown. Okay, let me just break it down for you. I'm obsessed with everything having to do with the royals okay as is lisa i mean let me just tell you i consider the queen william you know harry i talk about them like they are my friends so watching the show was pure joy for me the quality of the show the writing it's really good you will actually learn things about history that you probably didn't know i know i did and i really like history and so there were things that i was kind of like wow i never knew that happened it just it does a great job showing 
what it was like. And it's a drama. My husband likes it. So we've actually, he had never seen it before Corona. So that's one that John and I have been watching together. And I think if you haven't watched it, you're going to love it. Love it. So Lisa is, has the same mindset. She loves all things Royal. Yeah. I think you should actually watch it because you like history. I mean, I think you would enjoy it. I, you know what? probably wouldn't mind rewatching them. I'm I, doing I it know, I know she wouldn't. With, with as many times as she has rewatched um, Downton Abbey, right? I'm sure that rewatching The Crown would be... And, and I come up with this theory, too. So one of the actresses that plays the Queen... Because I think they have different, different they ones, do. right? They do. They switch after... Um, I think it's the, second, the end of the second season. They switch. They introduce a new Queen because she's aging. So, right, so, right. right. so the one that they have picked for the one that's like our age, yeah, no, she's, she's in much, like every BBC show. I am Garth. It's not yeah. like our age. Oh, well, I thought she was about our, oh, well, in any case. Okay. So, so it's, it's like the BBC only has like 12 actors that they choose. I know. I notice that too sometimes. Yeah. But it is a great cast and I think you really will enjoy it. And I actually did have a tie. It's funny that you said that between the crown and Downton Abbey. So I really struggled with my number three, but the crown went out in the end. Well, so if you, so you can always talk about a bonus, right? You you can have a bonus because you know, we while, here at the I, Thrive Podcast, we like to give extra. For a while, I told my children to call me Queen Mother. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you wonder why your kids are in therapy. <laughs> I, we were watching it. And after I was like, I would like to be addressed as Queen Mother from now on or Mama from Downton Abbey. They, they weren't having any of it. Anyway. Oh my. All <laughs> right. So here is my number two. Okay. My number two is a Disney plus show. The Mandalorian. I know nothing it, about this. I know it is a star Wars show. It is set slightly after return of the Jedi. So, you know, the movie that came out in 1983. Do you have, to, by, have, you have to have known all the star Wars info in order to understand the show or can you just pick it up? You can absolutely just pick it up. So there are no characters on this show that have been in anywhere else in Star Wars. Okay. And just for the record, it was just nominated for like 15 Emmys. Ooh, tell me the name of it again. (laughs) (laughs) The Mandalorian. (laughs) Okay. And so the music, the grit, it's a dirty show. Like it's, you know, it's set on a planet or the main, one of the main planets is kind of dirty. There's sand everywhere. And there's, you know, you can tell that it's after the end of a big war and it, they're kind of trying to rebuild their society. The costumes are fantastic. And I don't want to give any spoilers, but at this point, if you haven't seen it and you haven't heard of baby Yoda, then you probably still need to know that there's a little baby Yoda and he is the cutest thing. And I guarantee you will like fall in love with the characters in this show. Is um, this it, the show that they um, produced a little baby Yoda stuffed animal based yes. on? Okay. Yes, absolutely. I remember hearing that. And so, yes, it, it is helpful if you are aware of the star Wars universe but I don't think that you have to be as intimately involved with it as what I am, right? So if you look back on my bookshelves, I have two whole shelves devoted to just Star Wars books. Yeah, you're on another level. I am, I am. But, but um, the the music is fantastic. Um, I, and, and I have to say, I wish that I could have binged it 
mm. only because it's only eight episodes. The second season is coming out in the fall. So they've already filmed it. That's ready to go. But when I was watching it, it was a weekly release on Disney. Oh, Plus. so you had to wait. I did. Oh, and what was that like? Because we're not used to doing that anymore. Um, you know, you know what I, I mean? Was, I haven't done that in a long time, actually. Well, you know, and, and I was trying to bring Emma to that point, too. Like, when we were watching The West Wing and something, you know, there was the cliffhanger as every season on old school TV was, right? right? <laughs> and and we could just start watching the next season. And I said to Emma, you know, we had to wait four months to find out if this person lived. Oh, my gosh. Right? And then everyone would talk about it. Did you see it last night? Right. Right. What do you think is going to happen? And we, like, looked forward to it. Our kids well, and, have no idea what that feels like. And that's absolutely what Disney did with this, right? People people were talking about it. There was anticipation. There was speculation. And, and frankly, I think that it created a lot of buzz. So, and here's the, the, the big plus in my mind about having Disney Plus is it's not just The Mandalorian. It's everything that Disney has ever made. Is, is practically on this channel. So if you've got young kids, you can pick up all of the Disney movies. There's all Pixar, all of the Marvel movies, right? So it is it is truly a jam-packed channel. And here's my first bonus. Mm. If you sign up for Disney Plus and you watch The Mandalorian, you can also watch Hamilton. Yes. I mean... Hamilton, that was such a gift that they gave everyone right now during this time. And I've seen Hamilton. I'm lucky enough to see it twice. And we loved watching it. It's it's so much fun to watch it on Disney Plus. So it, it really was. Yeah. Um, it was funny when we sat down. I'm I fully admit I'm not a musical kind of guy. Like what was the one about PT Barnum, the greatest showman? Oh my God, I loved it. I know, I know. Lisa Lisa said, hey, let's go see The Greatest Showman. We sit down in the movie theater and like two words into it, I look at her and she's like, oh, it's a musical. She loved it, right? But she knew that that's Did you not-, not love it? You didn't love it? It has it, such good themes. It, it, good themes. It was fine. We're getting sidetracked. Shocker. Yeah, but- <laughs> But I would, I absolutely would not have like signed up enthusiastically for the musical, right? So we sit down to watch Hamilton, and Lisa said afterwards, she said, "You know, I really expected you to get up and leave after like twenty minutes." Ooh. And I was so drawn into it. The music is just so different. It's it's incredible. It's really well thought out. I think that there there are hidden meanings in everything that they yeah, say. Yeah, that. Right. Well, so so in any case, if you sign up for Disney Plus and watch The Mandalorian, you get all this other stuff, and then you get hooked on Hamilton like I did, and I cannot stop listening to the soundtrack every day. The soundtrack is the best. So, fun fact, in The Greatest Showman, you know that song, This Is Me? <laughs> okay, that is my song that I listen to before I speak. So... You know how a long time ago we did an episode of like music and uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. That's the song now that I listen to before I go speak to a live audience. I haven't been doing it <laughs> at home because it just feels a little different. Do, speaking on Zoom, it doesn't feel as, you know, I don't know. It's just You don't feel like you need to different. pump yourself up as much? I pump myself up when I'm going online to a Zoom call. Yeah, no matter how many people are on. Okay. So, Dara, fun fact, um, I actually listened to that playlist that you created uh, for that episode just a couple of days ago. And did you still love it? 
Well, a couple of your songs were not my taste. Well, but, you know, and also my look, my music changes sure. as well. I, I think you know we we should revisit that at some point because I think we should. I'll go back and listen to it and see what I think. Because, you know, because once again, by the time we revisit, we'll still be stuck at home. We, we, <laughs> and, you know, this is all fluid, right? It's nothing's locked in. We have to be open to revisiting things. All right. My number two show, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh. Okay. Love it. It's not see, on Netflix. It's so no. different. Yeah. Okay. I'm it's on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, yep, three seasons. Basically, it takes place in the late 1950s. Miriam Maisel, she lives in New York, has a great apartment, great life, everything she wants, and then she discovers she has a, a hidden talent, and she's a female stand-up comedian back in the 1950s, and it, it is so well-written, so entertaining, and look, I could relate to a lot of things in that movie. So it was really entertaining and everyone in my family really liked it. It was one of those where my kids were willing to watch that. We spent a lot of time, you know, binging together. And that's always fun when you have something that everyone likes. And I think the next season is scheduled to come out in December. Yeah. So that's exciting. So Dara, I have to say, at the yes, beginning of this episode, you were like, our lists are going to be very different. Yeah, and- okay. I'm going to be honest with you. The Star Wars one, I'm probably not going to watch it. It's only eight episodes. I'm, I'm probably not going to watch it. They're only 30 minutes each. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably- it's four hours, Dara. Four hours I, of your life. I, I feel like it bothers you that I don't want to watch your number two. I, I, I think I, it only bothers me my- because you seem to be so closed off about it. Are you going to watch my, my number three and two? If I watch The Crown, will you you watch The Mandalorian? I feel like you're just hashtag winning because my (laughs) crown is so much. Okay, yes. (laughs) Okay, 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 deal. All right. Deal. All right. Uh, You don't have to commit to all the seasons. You just have to commit to giving it the four episodes. Okay. Because that's the equivalent of. Of of The Mandalorian. Yes. Okay. Uh, All All right. So I have to say my family also loves Maisel. In fact, we were talking with some friends over the weekend. We have some friends that have social distanced. They were safe. We invited them over for dinner because they've been our next door neighbors for a very long time. And this was the last time that they could uh, see Emma before she goes back to college. Oh, wow. So we invited them over for dinner. We were very careful about making sure that everybody was safe. But we were talking about TV shows and the wife said... She said, yeah, you know, I started watching it, but I just couldn't get into it. And do you know what I actually said, Dara? I hope you said, how much time did you spend giving no. yourself the... I said, get the bleep out of my house. <laughs> did you say bleep I, or did you actually say the word? I said the word. Yay! I was so shocked that somebody I, didn't like that I show. Know. I didn't well, know what to like, do. I would kind of be like, I don't know if we can be friends. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think that went over very well, by the way. What? I don't think that went over very well because they're not used to hearing that type of language to me. Like, what is wrong with you? Oh no, she laughed. She, I mean, because we, my whole family loves it. So, so in any case, that's how much I like the show. And I think that I'm really excited for the next season to come out. There are parts of it that, you know, I love the 1950s. So I'm really excited to. Yeah. Oh, and you know what I'll say about that also? The clothing the costumes 
I wish that we dressed, look, you know that I spend a lot of time in my jammies, <laughs> okay? Especially since we're basically trapped at home before the pandemic, because I work from home, I spend a lot of time writing. Either if I'm not in some form of loungewear, then I'm wearing Lululemon yoga clothes. But the the way that women dressed back then, it was beautiful. And I don't know. I feel like I would really like that. I mean, I would love those little outfits with the matching hats and the gloves. I know. I can I can absolutely picture you like. That I mean, too. right. Do you think it would get old though? Do you think like after a week of having to get dressed before like 9 a.m.? I think the effort. Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I don't want to give too much of the show away, but the amount of effort that that she puts into being presentable for her husband, like that first episode was just, I mean, and here's the thing. I know that there were women in the 1950s who did stuff like that. I think that a lot of the things in the show is based on the fact of, of what real life was like. So yeah. absolutely there were, that's what makes it so interesting <clears throat> is because we've deviated from a lot of that. And so it's kind of fun to watch. You know, I think I said to my husband, John, I'm like, do you wish that I did that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> do you wish that I did that? I did that before you came home because I don't know, it was kind of like a Friday afternoon. This was right when we were about like two and a half months into the pandemic And I remember saying to John, like, John, what are we going to do this weekend? Because every day was sort of feeling the same. And I was like, John, what are we going to do this weekend? And he literally paused and he looked at me. And I I remember saying, like, I want to do something different. I feel like we are not doing anything different. And he turned to me and he's like, you could brush your hair. (laughs) 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 Right? He was totally Uh laughing. But times they have changed. Yes, they have. I would be so grateful if you pre-ordered my new book, I Am My Mother's Daughter, Wisdom on Life, Loss, and Love. As a thank you, there are five free downloadable items that will be immediately sent to your inbox when you fill out the pre-order form at crazyperfectlife.com. Thank you so much. I am incredibly appreciative. All right. Are you ready for my number one? Yes, your number one. Wait. My number one is The Good Place. Mm. So The Good Place was an NBC show. The first three seasons, there's only four seasons. Okay. Um, and, and off the top of my head, I'm going to say each season was probably somewhere between eight and 12 episodes on TV, right? So they were always short, even on NBC. The first three are on Netflix. The fourth just ended on, on TV earlier this year. So it hasn't been released for streaming yet, but I think it's probably going to stream on the Peacock Network, which just launched. Okay. Um, and the Peacock Network right now doesn't have any subscription fees because they have commercials. So tell everyone about The Good Place. So The Good Place, and I have to be very, very careful because the entire show, all four seasons, is one twist after another. It is a comedy. It stars Ted Danson. And Kristen Bell. And I have uh, not watched this. Oh my goodness. So I think you're talking about like a different show. And that's why I was trying to kind of feel yay, I have a new show to watch. Jara, I have to tell you, it's it is a smart comedy. It's hilarious. It is I'll try to lead into it without spoiling it because I'll be honest, 
at the end of the season, the first season, Lisa and I were watching the last show in bed and I was tired. I was closing my eyes. I really wasn't paying attention. And the season finale twist came on. I literally sat up in bed and I said, I did not see that coming. Mm, I love that. So the main character played by Kristen Bell, her character's name is Eleanor. She has died. Mm, okay. And she is in the afterlife now, right? So the, the season starts with her being dead okay. and her consciousness comes alive in the afterlife. Mm, this is not a show that I would have thought would be your number one. Oh, it's, it's, it's hilarious. And it's so, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk about philosophy and life and death and the angel in charge of the good place is Ted Danson. Okay. And here's the first twist. And this is not a big twister. I'm not giving you any secrets. Okay. And like in the first three or four minutes of the first show, you find out that Eleanor, in fact, was not a good person and it's a mistake oh. that she's there. Okay. Okay. Like she realizes that she shouldn't be there. Okay. And so hilarity ensues when she has to fit in and be in the good place. And they can't say swear words. They can't the good say place. Sa- I would So never, she's she says wow. things like what the fork or holy shirt balls. And you like that. It's hilarious. It's yes. It's funny. Oh my um, gosh, I'm so excited to have a new show. And, That's and kind I, of a big deal. It is a it's been a favorite for my family ever since it came out. And I think it came out probably like four years ago. Wow. I'm excited. And not that I'm trying to sell it. You are, but, but you but you are. It's a 97% rotten tomatoes. Ooh, I love that. That's exciting. Yeah. That's a big deal when it has that many Rotten Tomatoes. It is. And in all seriousness, yeah, it's no, I know. one of those shows that I, I sat back and I thought, what, you know, what a great idea. And I look guy, at, I'm seeing, I see it right now. It's, <clears throat> guy, it's under familiar TV favorites. I was yeah. looking it up while you were talking about it. So I wanted and, to get, I wanted to get the picture. And, and Michael Shore is the guy who did it. I think he co-created Parks and Recreation, and okay. The Office. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I am excited to try that. I have not, I have not, I admit, I, it really wasn't on my radar. But apparently I'm missing out because it's on everyone else's radar. <laughs> so, <laughs> yay. I'm excited to have that. See, my number one is number a number one. one. Is an, yeah. All right, I'm gonna. We're gonna report back. By the way, like I'm gonna try. I'm gonna for sure try the Good Place and that number two of yours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, my number one. I kind of want you to guess. What do you think my number one is? Ooh. Okay, that's okay. Yeah, I can't guess. Our... All right, this is my number one. In fact, I love it so much that. I haven't watched it in a really long time. And I thought to myself, self, I'm going to revisit this and just see if I still love it. And I went back and I'm now on episode five of season one. And I am loving it just as much as I remember loving it. And oh my gosh, I couldn't say enough about Gilmore Girls. If you're 
Let me just tell you, deep love for Gilmore Girls, okay? It's about a mother and her daughter and their relationship. And, I mean, I'm all about, you know, the connection between mothers and daughters anyway. And then just the dynamic and the writing. And they are so good together. The writing and the way that they interact with one another, they're, they speak very quickly. And it's such a joy to watch. And I went back and it takes place in an adorable little community called Stars Hollow, which is quintessential New England. Exactly. And it just honestly, you're going to want to live in Stars Hollow. I want to live in Stars Hollow. It's like this little town where you can walk everywhere and everyone knows everyone, but you've got to watch it. And basically the daughter is starts off, she's in high school and you, you really get to grow with her. And then she ends up going to college and after college. And it's just, I love everything about it. So when I first watched it, you know, forever ago, I was watching it obviously by myself. And then when I watched it for the second time, my daughter Avi and I, we totally watched binge the whole thing together. And then, you know, I thought I would see if I still really liked it. And I do. So if you haven't seen Gilmore Girls, you got to watch it. Now, I think that there's a good chance, Garth, that this might not be a favorite of yours. So I have to admit, I mean, I'm thinking this is going to appeal more to our, I hate to say this, but our female audience. I'm just being honest. And, and let's face it, our audience is very, you know, highly female, right? So, yes. so I, I get that you're catering to the audience. Well, Dara. I'm not catering to that. It's <laughs> my number one. But so, I do think that our audience will really like it. I, I agree. Now, and I, and I have to say, I am incredibly familiar with Gilmore Girls. I have probably watched a good amount of hours, never, never like, really never like a whole together. episode. Yeah. Um, because there is a 50, 50 shot. If I walk into the living room and Lisa and Emma are watching television together and have been for a while, it's either the British baking show or the Gilmore girls. Oh, I love that. And the Gilmore girls is on even like now? free form. Yeah. Even now. Yeah. Even because it's on TV. Saying. Oh, it is? It's, yeah. So, like, there's a channel that is, like, kill more girls all the time. Oh, okay. Well, I'm watching it via Netflix. And the cool thing about Gilmore Girls is that, re like, I don't know, a couple years ago, they did four episodes that yeah. continued from when Gilmore Girls stopped. And so, it was just four episodes. In fact, my... Avi and I, we ended up having like a little Gilmore Girls party when those four episodes came out and we had some of her friends and the moms over and that was really fun. But so it makes it even something that is really great now because after you watch the show, you can then watch the four special TV shows that they did afterwards. So fun fact. Ooh, I love fun facts. Kirk from yes. the Gilmore Girls. Yeah. My least favorite character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is is in the Guardians of the Galaxy Marvel movies. Okay, I can totally see that. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> he he is actually brothers. Uh, he's a brother of the main producer of Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. And, and and I didn't put it together. He's kind of like made up a little bit. He's a scavenger in those movies. 
I didn't put it together until we saw him in something else and we started talking about it as a family. I love it. So, so, uh, so what, Dara, are some other, what are some other shows that you've enjoyed binging? I mean, as we're talking, I'm kind of, I'm kind of flipping through my um, Netflix app. I know that's been annoying you because I've been looking down while we were talking and I could feel you thinking like, Dara, what are you doing? I I absolutely wasn't thinking that. Oh, you weren't? Okay. No, I was still looking at what I was trying to figure out if you had brushed your hair or not. Um, I haven't (laughs) brushed my hair, but it's like a thousand degrees outside and I have to exercise after this. So really, what's the point? I have a bonus. Okay. Okay. And this is a BBC show, which has been brought over to Netflix. Okay. It stars David Tennant and Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman is season three and four, the queen. Ooh, I like it. And again, that go that just solidifies my theory that BBC only has like 12 actors that they use. Um, right. Is, so like if you score a gig on that, you're like kind of set for life, right? You're set for, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, somebody in, in Broadchurch is now the Doctor Who, right? So Seriously? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Broadchurch. Okay. If you haven't heard of this, it is a mystery crime drama. It is set in the present day in a small coastal community in Great Britain. Okay. And there is, um, early on, there is a death. And there is a policeman brought in from the outside to manage the case. There's a lead policeman, policewoman from inside the department that is working her side of the case. And it's, I have to tell you, it is a tragedy of a story, but Lisa and I were so enthralled that there's only three seasons. And and okay. these were, these were filmed a long time ago. So, you know, there's no fourth season. It's not like there was a cliffhanger or anything, but <laughs> when you get to the end of the third, you know that that's it. And you feel the void. Wow. It was so compelling, even with the tragic storyline. And I have to tell you, it is really tragic. I don't want to give it away. Don't give it Uh, away. But the acting is phenomenal. The story is phenomenal. The plot is phenomenal. I love the setting because it is a small coastal town in, right? It just sucked us in. We had no idea what we were watching. It just like happened to come up on the, on the screen one time. And we're like, How oh, let's, let's do this. Yeah. So some of my old favorites that I've enjoyed watching over the years are Shameless. I really did like that. Mad Men loved. One of my favorites. And there's we haven't finished it yet. You haven't? No. We, so we I really, think we watched three episodes three seasons. So you're not really committed. You're not committed. We're not. Yeah, because I was like totally committed, (laughs) but I just, I don't know. I love, I think I just like that time period again, just because it gives you a glimpse into what life was like. Sweet Magnolias is a recent one that is on Netflix. That was a really sweet show. I think a lot of our audience would enjoy that. I watched The Affair and got really sucked into that. And there's a lot of them and that was really good. So just so I'm going to toss one extra one out. Um, okay. I, I think this is more of a, oh yeah, this is pretty good. It was, it was interesting enough for us to, to be compelled to finish the first season and watch the second season. It's not going to blow your socks off like the good place, but the Kaminsky method. Oh yeah. I like that. That was a yeah, good one. So, so it's a story about an aging actor 
not even a great actor, like a commercial actor, mm. and his like agent, a B, a B, a B actor. Yeah, a B actor. Yeah. Um, it stars Michael Doug- Douglas and uh, what's that other guy's name? I, I won't even try to remember. Yeah. But it, it's a fun storyline. It obviously it makes me think about what I might have to go through as a seventy-year-old, right? And definitely, you know, if you have Netflix already, definitely worth watching. You know, it's a grand total of like 16 episodes so yeah and it's fun watching some of our favorite actors in a show where they're where they've aged yes so like i've always and they're not shying away from it no and that's what i think i really like about it is that they're kind of showing the grittiness of aging by you know michael douglas i mean he was such he's such a beloved actor you realize like oh he's just a real person aging like the rest of us. So I don't know. I really, I really liked that about that show. That's a good one. Yeah. So many good shows. This was really fun. And now I have a new one, The Good Place. I, I really, Dara, I really like, I cannot wait. I think you you can set up a Netflix party. I'm not sure how that works, but we, like we can watch it together on, on Netflix separately. Ooh, um, I would love to do that. Except for now I'm on season one of episode five of Gilmore Girls. <laughs> and I like, I love it. I'm going to keep watching it. I don't want to stop watching it. I want to watch the whole thing over again. And let's be honest, it's going to take me a long time and I've got a lot of time right now. Yeah. Well, so I would, I would highly recommend if you can get your family to watch the first couple of episodes okay. of The Good Place Okay. and just know that there's a huge payoff, huge payoff. Okay. I, John and I will do that. Another thing that John and I are watching right now, I didn't, this isn't one of my favorite shows, so I didn't bring it up, but it is good. And sometimes, and I think there's a lot of people listening to this show that this podcast episode right now that will be able to relate to this. Sometimes John and I struggle to find Netflix shows or shows that we sure. both want to watch. And a lot of times, you know, he'll come home from work. He's tired. I'm tired. It's maybe seven 30 or eight. And it's kind of like, okay, what are we going to do now? And so it's nice to have a show that you both can watch together. And we're watching Billions right now. And it's really good. It's called Billions. It takes place in New York. And it has to do with the stock market. And he's a businessman. He owns his own company. And they're traders. And I used to be a financial advisor back in my other life. So I actually am really interested in all of that. And John really likes it also. So Again, nice to have a show that I, I couldn't all agree of with the you members more. like, right? So here is my napkin note. Uh, I know I actually found a napkin note that I felt was appropriate for this. So you know, again, we are, I think in this time period, everybody is struggling with balancing work, personal, quarantine, you know, not touching anybody, you know, just and, it's and, weird. And it's such a it, weird time. It's, it's very weird. And under normal circumstances, I personally don't like to watch a lot of television. I I really limit the like I limit myself to one show at a time. And even in in binge watching mode, I couldn't watch like more than two episodes of The West Wing without starting to get a little antsy. Um, unless it was just like a completely stormy day and there was nothing else that we could do, but. During quarantine times. That was then. This is now. We're like, oh, we've just watched five hours of television. What yeah. happened? But and it's okay. It, you know. It is okay. And that's yeah. what my napkin note says. So the, the note is, dear Emma, the time you enjoy wasting is not wasted time. 
Bertrand Russell. Yes, I love that quote. And I think that is so relevant for right now. That's so funny because my thriving tip today is give yourself permission to find something that you really enjoy that you could be lost in that, you know, kind of distracts you from the shit show going on right now and give yourself permission to sort of relax, binge if you want to settle in because it's, it's calming. It's nice to have a distraction. And just like you said in your napkin note, it's not wasted time. Right. I mean, it's, we're not going to the movies. We're not going out to eat. We're not going out to hang out with friends. So the the choices not, we have are somewhat limited. Dressed. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> we're not brushing our hair. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm actually spending more time doing my hair every day in the past week and a half than I have in years. Because I've got this little thing going on. Yes. Yes. Are you, are you using gel? No, I'm using... It's a like hair paste. Product. It's paste. You think paste. Yeah. Nice. Well, I mean, look, whenever we have a guest or when I do podcast interviews or something with other people, I'm obviously brushing my hair. But when, <laughs> when it's, it's just dark. It's just the two of us, you know, we're way past that. <laughs> oh, my. All right. Well, so I do, I do want to thank everybody for tuning in. This has been a fantastic, fun episode. A little more lighthearted than some of our recent episodes, but I Which think that we, we all need, need it. We're yeah. right. We needed it. And, and also, here's the thing. We would love to hear from you. Tell us the shows that you love to watch. Share with us. Because, look, we are. I feel like we're running out of Netflix. I know we're not. Yeah. But it is so hard to find something new. I know. That it's, it's going it to is. capture your, your imagination. Yes. Yes. So and you send know, us a message. Post. Comment. Do all of that fun stuff. And let us know what you're watching so that we might be able to choose a show based on what you've recommended. And please don't forget to like this. May, write a review. Screenshot it. Send it to your friends and tell them to start watching it. Um, we need to step up the reviews, guys. <laughs> yeah, so, so like, subscribe, comment, post, favorite. What else can you do? Yeah, share. Just, just do it. Yeah. I feel like we we really appreciate that. And it actually does matter. So we haven't done a good job of begging for it. That was then again. Thanks for listening. Thrive is created with the hope that we help you develop motivation and inspiration to make your life remarkable. You can find out more about me at napkinnotesdad.com. I invite you to get my free audio download, Reclaim Your Life at crazyperfectlife.com with tips and tools to help you feel your best. It would mean so much to us if you shared this with your friends and family and left us a review on iTunes. Remember, you deserve to thrive. Thrive Podcast is copyrighted by Dara and Garth.